Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy and Nick Verzellini. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 TV 10 in Berkeley and Jefferson County streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook page. So this show sponsored in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home home that has proudly served our area since 1880. And good afternoon, Nick. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Good weekend of uh, football action. Obviously, you know my Ravens and the football team didn't play that well yesterday. But uh, other than that, you know we we had some good games this week. Uh, on a Saturday, at least the Shepherd game is pretty good. The Jefferson game is kind of disappointing between Martinsburg and Jefferson, but uh, you know another nice win for the Bulldogs, and I think solidifying themselves now as the clear-cut favorites heading into uh, the postseason. Because we had seen them do it against great teams outside of the state, but to do it against a, a team that we thought was pretty good in the state and by and win by that margin, I think really uh, solidifies them now as as a clear-cut favorite heading into. Uh, the states, which they already were, but I think I think it just helps add to that. Yeah, definitely a forty-two to three victory. And here are some highlights from the game. Uh, some great highlights. King is in there as a lead blocker, and Murphy Clement off the left side follows that block of King into the end zone. It's a Martinsburg Bulldog touchdown. Just five plays into this matchup of undefeated teams. Agent looking to that far side. Now going to let that pass go, and it will be. Is that caught? It is. It's caught in the end zone by Hudson Clement. Two defenders right there, and he brings it down. The senior with a spectacular grab. That is snap back placement down. Kick is blocked. It's blocked, and it's taken right out of the air racing down the near side is cam shallis with blockers east to the 40 to the jefferson 30 and 20 he's to the 10 and shallis is going to return it all the way the block field goal is a martinsburg touchdown and i mean that blocks field goal the game was well in hand i i still don't know why jefferson went for a field goal on like i don't know why he didn't try to go get a touchdown yeah i don't know i think there's two ways of looking at that one you get more points so then i guess it's it's a better loss in some ways but i feel like you would feel better about your team if you're able to get six and if you don't get six it really doesn't matter like the points at that point don't matter so i don't know i'd I'd probably go for the touchdown there but i could kind of see maybe going for the field goal uh obviously though it didn't work out very well uh for jefferson um so you know they they obviously were out of that game though either way so it didn't really matter that much but I, i could see why people might be frustrated with them not going for a touchdown there yeah definitely and after the game on the field as usual colin caught up with head coach of the bulldogs bridge sherman and here's some of that interview guys just trying to get out of the way of the jefferson band again down here with victorious martinsburg bulldog head coach Britt sherman congrats on the win and i don't think anybody expected that score line maybe you did what are your comments about it well, I mean, you know, I didn't expect that score, but I, I'm glad that our guys came out and played as well as they did and executed. And we we were just the more physical football team tonight. And I, our guys, they do a really good job conditioning themselves and practicing hard, and uh, I think it just showed tonight. Physicality definitely seemed to be in that run game 
a whole bunch of different guys out there picking it up on the ground. Was that the game plan going in? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we talked about with Braxton being out, it's going to be by committee. And so, you know, Murph's playing there some now. You know, uh, Xavion Kendall does a good job. Eric King does a good job. Cam Chalice comes in and does a good job for us there too. So it's going to be by committee. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff that we like to do. All right, next week a revenge game there at Spring Valley. What do you want to say? Well, you know, you got to come overcome a lot of obstacles. Going all the way down there, playing in their environment on their field, and um, we've watched them a lot over a lot of years. You know, and played them in the championship games, and teams struggle when they go down and play on their field. So we need to make sure that doesn't happen with us, and we execute and take care of the little things. All right, go enjoy the win. And uh, there you heard from head coach Britt Sherman after the win. We'll catch up with him again on Thursday for the pregame interview, but it just. I don't know. It just seemed it seemed like Jefferson wasn't I hate to be so critical of it of a, of a team, but I just seemed like they weren't ready for the spotlight. Yeah, I mean, we knew heading in that there was a chance that this could go that way, but I don't think anybody expected it to be, you know, only 3 points put up by Jefferson. Like I figured they'd put up at least, you know, 20 points. So, uh it That's, was yeah, I, honestly, I thought going into halftime it would be a great game. Yeah, and it was a disappointing performance if you're Jefferson, but the good thing is this came in the regular season. Now, I, I think it gives you less confidence heading into the postseason that if you get matched up with Martinsburg again, you're going to contend. Because if it was like a game at halftime, like we thought maybe heading in, then maybe come playoffs you can make it a game and maybe you have a chance to win throughout four quarters. But now, obviously – you know your thoughts as a Jefferson player and probably even in the back of the mind of a lot of coaches is we really don't have a chance uh, against Martinsburg or, or and maybe even some of the other teams in the state now it is just one game I think there is room for improvement but yeah remember this was a team that was two and six last year yeah so to make that jump already to be seven and zero to start this year and then seven and one now after this Martinsburg game and still have a good chance to finish the year you know nine and one in the regular season I mean that shows what Coach Craig Hunter has done with this team, and it's shown a lot of the progress that this team has made. So, you know, while it is a bad loss and a disappointing loss, I still think Jefferson's got to be proud of what they've accomplished so far this year and, and just refocus for the postseason and try to make a run at the semifinals or even to the championship game, depending on how the bracket works out. You know, you still got a chance to do a lot of good things this year if you're Jefferson. So, while it is a tough loss, you can definitely improve from it and – Maybe next time, uh, in a different situation, you can play better against Martinsburg if you do run into them again in the playoffs. Now, I'm going to call you out here because it felt like since Tuesday of last week, you were hyping up Sammy Roberts a lot. You (laughs) called him, and I quote one time, one of the best quarterbacks in the state. I mean, he is in terms of numbers. He has 20 touchdowns to just... Did he throw a pick in the game? I can't remember. He did not throw a pick in so the game. So three interceptions. He has, you know, a solid completion percentage for a high school kid at 58%, I believe, heading in. Now, he struggled in this game, but it I mean. It seems like I'm, I'm not going to take it away. the guy right here, but it's going to be a kind of a, 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 a bit of a compliment. Great arm. Just not, just the accuracy doesn't seem there. 10 for 31 for just 89 yards. Held to 89 yards in the air. Held to just 100 yards total 103 yards 14 net rushing yards on the day for the whole team so 103 yards against martinsburg is not going to get it done 
Yeah, I mean, look, a lot of that, too, had to go in that we wanted to see a good game. And we wanted yeah. to see Martinsburg be challenged by a team in the EPAC. So whatever I saw heading in made me think that maybe Jefferson could be that team. Now, obviously, they still have a lot to go. But I think Sammy Roberts, you can't take away what this kid has done over the past four years. He's developed into still one of the best quarterbacks in the state. And, you know, I, I don't want to come out here and just bash him for having a bad game against Martinsburg because that's a very tough opponent. He doesn't have the same guys around him like Martinsburg's team is. Uh, so, you know, he, 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 he didn't play well, but he, he went out there and gave his best effort. Yeah, definitely. Let's look at the Martinsburg stats for a little bit. 19 carries, 120 yards, three touchdowns from Murphy Clement on the ground. One for three for 10 yards and a touchdown. That to his brother, Hudson Clement, in the air. Uh, so that's a total of 130 yards for him, net yards. Uh, then Hudson had seven catches, 118 yards, and two touchdowns to lead the way for the Bulldogs. And uh, Bajant went tw- 13 for 20 with one touchdown, one interception, 178 yards. Uh Bajant had a great throw to one of Hudson Clement's touchdowns. It, I had to go back and look at it because I was more looking down the field, but a great catch by Hudson, but a great throw by Murphy on the run, bracing for a hit. You mean by uh, by Bajant? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, Bajan. you just said yeah. Murphy. Well, uh, just wanted to give credit to the Bajan, uh, the Ezra Bajan, who threw that pass. But yeah, that was a good throw. And he, he's had a lot of those this season. I think really he's progressed a lot and solidified himself as their go-to quarterback when it comes to passing situations while early in the year I mean Murphy can still throw but early in the year it seemed like Murphy was having the hot hand and really getting a lot of the rest but now Ezra is really doing a great job for them and obviously you know having Hudson Clement as one of the top receivers in the state but also making some really tough throws like he has uh you know you go back to the the Painesville Ohio game against Riverside um, he made a great throw there at the end. He had another great throw. I think it was Highland Springs. It was early in the season, maybe the Salem game. I can't remember which one it was, but he got hit and had a similar type play. So, you know, Ezra's made a lot of great progress this year and, and um, certainly has helped this team with their ability to make big plays. I have no clue what just happened there. Yeah, that's weird. My audio cut out. but My audio did cut out, too. <laughs> I'm very confused. Uh, but it was a great game by him, and we'd be remiss to not compliment comment on this. Uh, our very own, my broadcast partner for, for all of this year so far, Matt Miller, honored by Martinsburg High School in Davis Moore, the athletic director, and Britt Sherman, the head coach, prior to the game with a ceremony to honor him for his 29 years of service as the voice of the Bulldogs. 353 total games now for him, looking at, I think what we said, 357, I think, by the end of the year not counting that championship game because we can't call that that state championship game if they make it that far, presuming they are able to make it that far. But, you know, great gesture by Martinsburg High School to do that. We are now going to be broadcasting next year. The humble Matt Miller said, we're going to wait and call it that until when I'm done. So next year we will be broadcasting at Martinsburg High School from the Matt Miller broadcast booth at Coburn Field at David M. Walker Stadium. That's a mouthful. It is. It is. Um, I'll say this, and you know, Matt obviously doesn't want to refer to it as the Matt Miller press box yet. But how many people have the opportunity while they're still there to refer to something as your own thing? I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of cool. Like he could say, "Welcome 
uh, to Coburn Field inside the Matt Miller press box. I'm Matt Miller. I mean, that that would be epic to me. That but, would be epic. Uh, but Matt's such a humble guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him, obviously. But, uh, you know, it would be funny to hear him say that. I'll, I'll, I'll probably say it halftime. We'll send it back to the Matt Miller press box. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean like we said on friday i mean this guy has done a lot for this community he's going to continue to do that uh with what he's doing with the athletes so i think fellowship of christian athletes yeah definitely and uh we'll get some more games with him so i'll get to learn some more from the great matt miller the next few games going forward and i guess i i you know i don't even know how you go back and total up the total number of games so that's 353 martinsburg football games right i mean i don't know how you go up in total between Shepherd between Shepherd games between Martinsburg basketball games between EPAC football games. I'm gonna I'm gonna presume he's also called EPAC football games that don't include Martinsburg. Well, like we last know year. of at least one, right? Yeah, <laughs> and he's gonna call one next Friday. Yep. Um, but just wanted to give a shout out to him. Uh, he's actually here in the office, so I don't know if he's hearing that, but uh, maybe he is. All right, well let's talk about some other EPAC scores before we hit the break here. Spring Mills all over North Hagerstown, 31-6. They're at 4-4 four and four now, trying to make a push into the playoffs. Um, great win for them. Yeah, I think you know North Hagerstown's obviously having a down year, but Spring Mills takes care of business, gets that win, gets the 4-4, four and four, where now there's kind of a log jam there between them and Washington. Both teams sitting at 4-4 four and four and with a good chance to get one of those last two playoff spots, if not both of them getting those last two playoff spots yeah definitely and the you know the other epac on epac matchup this week saw uh, washington narrowly defeat muscleman 29 to 27 and muscleman had that or martin washington excuse me had that game in hand and muscleman's comeback fell short yeah i believe it was 29 to 7 at the half yes, or, yes so. i think it was something like that because i was reading off the halftime score since you weren't able to do that back yeah. here because of all the ceremonies so i, I just caught up on some epac games uh but I mean, great job by Musselman to make the comeback after a slow start. Unfortunately, though, it looks like they're out of the playoff picture with that loss. Washington and Spring Mills, besides Jefferson, Jefferson will get a playoff spot um, almost automatic, even if they lose these next two games. Uh, But I believe Washington and Spring Mills are fighting for the number 16 seed. Uh, Yeah, they're definitely going to be in the running for that. So, you know, for Washington too to get that win, I didn't. I didn't really expect them to beat Musselman because I thought no. Musselman was, you know, heading in the right direction. Just got a big win over Wheeling Park. Washington's been kind of up and down all season, so you know to have. And also, this is kind of ironic that those two teams are fighting for it because it's not really funny. I don't. I shouldn't laugh, but the COVID caused a forfeit between those two teams. And if they don't have that, maybe there's a better tiebreaker. But then Spring Mills gets the win, so. You know, that could have been a huge game, and, and now it was decided by an outside factor, which kind of stinks yeah. for both those programs. Attempting. But hopefully, you know, I'd like to see both of them obviously get in. Uh, so hopefully that happens for the EPAC and for our coverage as well. Yeah, definitely. And talk about some other games in the state in the next couple minutes. Some shockers, but some non-shockers. It, uh, it seems like a lot of teams will play just in the Mountain State in general. They'll play close until halftime. Uh, South Charleston was beating Huntington at multiple points in this game, but the firepower of Huntington, the nine and zero now Huntington Highlanders, number two ranked in AAA, come back and just pour it on in the second half, fifty two to twenty one over South Charleston. South Charleston now five and three. They were in it in the first half. I believe they were winning. I think fourteen to seven. 
Yeah, I think it may have been like 14-10 at one point. So, yeah, South Charleston was, was in control early on in that game. But Huntington did prevail and, and obviously pulled away. And, you know, I'm thinking we'll probably – uh, come playoff time, maybe try to get Andrew Rodgers back oh, on the yeah, show definitely. and maybe even some other broadcasters that we know around the state uh, to discuss the upcoming postseason. But um, there's a very good chance that it's going to be Huntington number two, Martinsburg number one heading into the playoffs. And, of course, those schools have met before in the state championship, so they could meet again this year. And I think Martinsburg kind of pushes their their bonus total up with that win over Jefferson. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, they're going to get – the seven bonus points for Jefferson seven wins and then you know whatever else happened for their other wins yeah and a shocker I, I kind of a shocker uh seven and oh now on the season is number seven Bridgeport after a 42 to seven win over number four Princeton now five and one on the season the only reason I call it a shocker is because it was such a big difference in score if it was like a three two touchdown game, maybe uh, you know a seventeen point game, I wouldn't really call it a big shocker. But the fact that Princeton was only held to seven points says a lot about this Bridgeport team. Yeah, or does it say more about Princeton, right? Because yeah. we it's seen that they struggled against Hedgesville, and Hedgesville was down a lot of players. So I didn't really know how good Princeton was. So like I said on the show on Friday, I think Bridgeport gets that win, and they did. Uh, obviously, a blowout was not necessarily expected, but. I mean, it, it, Bridgeport's got a good program. They've always had a good program. Um, you know, I got to see them last year. They had a very nice team. I'm sure they do again this year, obviously sitting at undefeated and, and probably one of the contenders to make a run in a state championship game. Yeah, definitely. Just some other scores before we get out to the break. Number five, University all over Princeton, 0-8 now. 56-8, to, to 8-0 University. Uh, Cabell Midland, number 670-21 victors over Parkersburg South. Spring Valley, Martinsburg's opponent on Friday, sits at currently at number eight. I think they could jump maybe to number six with I would say uh, that Princeton falls out of the top five. Maybe Spring Valley jumps up. They're six and two now with a twenty-one to nothing win over Fairmont Senior out of Double A. Greenbrier East number ten handles business over Hampshire fifty-six to six. Morgantown gets a you know unranked Morgantown gets a. 33 to 7 win over number 11 John Marshall Morgantown at 4 and 4 trying to claw again for that 16th spot. Uh George Washington gets a 48 to 35 win over Woodrow Wilson seemed like it was a struggle there for George Washington to get the win. Hurricane gets the 54 to 6 victory over Capital number 13 ranked Hur- Hurricane. Wheeling Park though making some moves. 56 to 7 win over number 14 Brook. I think I think you got four or five teams fighting for those 14 15 15, 16 spots. Definitely. And depending on how things play out over the next few weeks, we could see maybe a five and five team get in. Obviously that happened last year with Washington getting in at five and five. So it could definitely happen, but it's going to come down to these last few weeks. Yeah, definitely. We've reached way over our first break, about seven minutes later. The segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. When we come back, we'll talk, uh, Shepard and WVU football both got wins this weekend. WVU finally back in the win column. We'll have more about Shepard next on the Sports Mix. I was feeling like myself for the first time in a long time till I bumped into some of your friends. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. 
I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. KMG Computers wants to be your one-stop shop for any electronic repair needs, along with electronic recycling. KMG specializes in phone and tablet screen repair, quality sales and service of desktop and laptops, along with other PC equipment, all at a customer-friendly speed and price. KMG is located at 17 Hovatter Drive in Inwood, along with their new location at 311 Cumberland Valley Place in Martinsburg. So stop and see them today or give them a call with questions at 304-821-8203. KMG Computers, quality service in a prompt manner. The 2021 season has arrived. Hi, everyone. I'm Julie Donaldson, Senior Vice President of Media and Content, inviting you to join myself, Bram Weinstein, and D'Angelo Hall for all the live action throughout the year. I'll be joined by Washington football great Santana Moss for our pregame show, while Scott Jackson and Fred Smoot anchor our postgame show. Right here on your Eastern Panhandle home for the Washington football team, 106.5 FM, AM 740, Talk Radio WRNR, your local talk, news, and sports leader. You're too into the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM little guns and roses welcome to the jungle for your monday right here on the sports mix we're at the bottom of the hour here in martinsburg west virginia whether you're listening on 106.5 fm am 740 from talk radio wrnr or on tv 10 in jefferson or berkeley counties on your television or streaming live on facebook through the tv 10 facebook page the sports mix back here spencer we joined alongside nick verzellini and uh, a great game for Shepard on Saturday. It was really a shootout. Yeah, I mean, that was a fun one. I did not really expect Westchester to throw the ball as well as they did. Shane Dooley came in through five touchdowns in the game. Uh, they're a very run-heavy offense heading in, but they were able to use their redshirt freshman quarterback 
and uh, you know put up some points and have him throw it all over the yard. And it was a fun game, obviously. You know, Shepard, we knew their offense heading in could put up points, but I thought if it turned into that kind of game, Shepard would pull away. But obviously Westchester uh, proving that they have a very good offense as well. And it was just a fun game, a fun homecoming, um, you know, a gutsy performance by Chris Lane, who ended up being our player of the game because of he him got hurt fighting through injuries. Too, yeah. yeah, I mean, he was down throughout the game. What do you have, 10 tackles? 11 tackles, two sacks, and those two sacks totaled uh, minus 23 yards. So he made a big impact in that game. And Well, you'd be remiss not to also men- mention Ponce de Leon. 17 oh, yeah. tackles, 17 a half tackles, a tackle for loss. Flying all over the field. Jawan Addison, six tackles, one sack, uh, one tackle for loss. So just those tri- that trio making life hard when it comes to the end of the game for that Westchester team. And Yeah, and of course Ty Hebron as well. Yeah, Ty Hebron named PSAC East Offensive Athlete of the Week. 11 carries, 174 yards, and a pair of touchdowns in his return game, might I add. Yep, I believe a concussion. I don't know for certain, but, I mean, obviously he left that I or the Kutztown game. or I can't remember what game it was. It was a home game, uh, and he got hit pretty hard. It was the Shippensburg game where he left and, uh, you know, obviously looked like a concussion. I believe that's what it was, and he's back now. And to have him back with how well Schwartz and Brown have been playing really gives Shepard a, a nice rushing attack and, you know, now the number one offense, too, in the country. Yeah, and you can't not mention Tyson Bajan, 19-27, 234 yards, three touchdowns. And he just seems one on the ground as well. Yeah, he just seems to be getting better every single week. And he definitely doesn't let the interceptions get to him. Some quarterbacks, they let interceptions get to him and they're on their mind for a long time. But it just seems like Tyson can just let let it go after it happens. Just throw it out of his mind. Yeah, I mean, he's had some some, I guess, tough interceptions this year, but he's made some great plays. And obviously, I think in the second half, you know, that's when he really started to lock in in this game because in the first half, it was all about Hebron and their ground game success. But in the second half, you know, Bajan took over, kind of got the ball to his receivers more and got Tarek and Beach. And those guys were able to make plays for him down the field. And uh, overall, you know, a really nice win for Shepard. And they'll have Bloomsburg this week on the road and then uh, be at home for the rest of the regular season. Yeah, definitely. And you got you to mention, we talked about defense to really to kind of start this Shepard uh, segment off. But we really got to talk about that fourth down stop at the end of the game. And here's the fourth down stop. So now you're here, fourth and two. It's a four-point game. you got to go for this. But a few plays earlier probably changed the outcome of this one if Shepard's able to get this stop. 103 to go. It's homecoming here at Rams Stadium. The Shepard fans that have stuck through the rain have enjoyed this one. They're on their feet. The Westchester sideline fired up here, even though they're not getting a huge trip from their crowd. Dooley in the shotgun here on fourth and two from the 29. Dooley looking to throw. Newhouse couldn't get the catch. It's incomplete. Shepard takes over with 58 seconds to go. And it looks like it will be a happy homecoming for the Rams. There you go. Happy homecoming for the Rams. And that was a big tight end that was unable to make that catch for uh, for Westchester. Yeah, Newhouse. He had some nice catches throughout the game, uh, but that pass was a little bit wide and out of bounds. It would have been you know, a pretty tough catch. I don't think anybody would have really hauled that one in. Uh, so, yeah, Shepard holds on to win that one. Again, a, a great game throughout, a thriller and a shootout. Really couldn't ask for much more on your Saturday. 
Yeah, and let's transition to uh, the only other football team Division One wise, and the only team Division One wise that was active this weekend. Marshall won a bye. Uh, WVU finally gets back in the win column after three straight losses. Uh, two of those losses were by just a field goal each, and then that that drubbing they took at Baylor. Uh, they able to get the twenty nine to seventeen win. Here's the final call from Tony Caridi on the WVU Mountaineer Sports Network. Let me pull that up. It should be ready now. 25 seconds on a six-yard reception. Another snap back to Duggan. Duggan looking left sideline. Now he scoots. Now he pumps. And now they've got him sacked, and he is done for the night. West Virginia records the sack. West Virginia is going to record a victory. They do not have any timeouts. And that clock winds to six, five, four, three, two. They're going to get one more playoff. He looks, he fires, the pass broken up, and it is over in Fort Worth. A fantastic job by the West Virginia Mountaineers as they come in off of their open week. It was a total team. That was a great win, total team effort there for the Mountaineers to finally get back in the win column, Nick. They got back to doing what they do well, which is running the football with Letty Brown, who really hadn't done much this season. 24 carries, 111 11. 111 yards and three touchdowns to lead the way for the Mountaineers. A total of 229 yards on the ground. You know, that's what they need to do with this current system that they're in with Jared Dagey. He's not going to light it up. He's not going to light it up, but I have to say, no touchdowns, but no interceptions either. 21 of 28 passing, 257 yards. Not a bad stat line when you look at completions, attempts, and yards. Yeah, definitely not. And, and you're when you can add 111 to just 17 yeah. points. Yeah. And like we said, heading in, TCU had beginning over 30 in every game. So the Mountaineers' defense, which has been strong for them all year, plays well. The offense doesn't turn it over. And that's the key for this team to get wins uh, from here on out. Definitely. And let's transition to uh, some other big games that happened this weekend. Uh, Navy coming out of nowhere and making it a game against number two Cincinnati. Yeah, that was surprising. Obviously, we went to the Navy-Marshall game, yeah. and Navy did not look very good at all against Marshall, but then almost kind of keep it close against Cincinnati. Uh, obviously, another Big 12 game. Kansas made it relatively close against Oklahoma there. And then a shocker. A shocker in Penn State. Number 7 Penn State loses 20-18. to 18. And what I was saying last week, there wasn't a lot of good matchups. And then this week, the matchup between Ohio State and Penn State, I don't know. Uh, that's not going to be a good matchup if Penn State played like they played on Saturday. I mean, Illinois is not very good. Yeah. And then you go to what ended up being a record nine overtimes because of the new overtime rule where nobody can get two yards and score a two-point conversion. So obviously the new overtime rule isn't the best because it made the thing go longer than what it would have been normally, I feel like. So, I mean, it's way easier to kick a field goal and then get a stop uh, opposed to getting a one, two-yard play, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, Penn State... Again, it's a disappointing year for Penn State, which even though I'm from PA, I don't like Penn State because everybody likes Penn State <laughs> yeah. there, and that's all I hear about. So I'm happy Penn State lost because I don't like Penn State. Yeah, definitely. And uh, let's talk so a couple other games before we hit the break. Purdue, number 25 Purdue, falls to unranked Wisconsin 30-13. to uh, Some other games. Penn State, number 23, nails the victory 27-17 to over unranked Clemson. And they said that was kind of like the game for them to see where they were because although Clemson's, you know, not great this season, they're still a staple in the ACC. Yeah, Kenny Pickett's making a run at the Heisman. Yeah, and uh, the unranked Miami defeats 
number 18 NC State 31 to 30 uh that's just a great game for Miami. Miami kind of, you know, hasn't been that relevant the last few years, but they're kind of trying to stay in there. And a shootout, wait, number Wake Forest, number 16 Wake Forest with a shootout with Army gets the win 70 to 56. <laughs> what was your boy? Uh, didn't what's his name go to Wake Forest? Who? Lambert. Coach Lambert? No, he went to. Former Herd. He went to. coordinator? He went to uh, Purdue or Indiana. Oh, okay. I thought it was Wake Forest for some reason. Maybe he originally coached at Wake Forest, Brad Lambert. No, Brad Lambert is Purdue coach. He coached at uh, – oh, he did. He was linebacker's coach and D.C. from – he was on their coaching staff from 01 to 2010 gotcha. before he went to Charlotte to be their head coach until he got poached by Marshall. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's not – I don't know where, where you got – I guess you were thinking He was at Wake Forest at one point. early days, early days. Uh, that's kind of really the only shocking games I see. I mean, actually, no. Did we talk about Oklahoma State? Uh, they lost to Iowa State. Yeah, they lost to unranked Iowa State 24-21. Uh, that was a close one. Yeah, I didn't see any of it, so I don't really have any comments on it. And uh, – Alabama got the easy win over Tennessee, fifty-four to twenty or fifty-two to twenty-four, and uh, that kind of sets up an interesting week this week in college football. I mentioned Penn State, what happened with them, but you got you got number eight Michigan State hosting number six Michigan. That'll be a good game battle for Michigan. Uh, Penn uh, Pittsburgh, number seventeen Pitt hosting Miami. Uh, and then this game, the game that we'll have on our airwaves, West Virginia hosting number 22, Iowa State. Uh, battle of top 18 teams as Auburn hosts Ole Miss. Um, Penn State at number five, Ohio State. Penn State drops from the top seven to number 20. I mean, I figured that was going to happen. I didn't, hadn't seen the rankings yet, but... Uh, you know, that'll do it for this segment of the sports mix. When we come back, we'll talk NFL, dis- disappointing losses for the Ravens and the Washington football team. This segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site, lab services, and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at WVU Medicine. Medicine.org. 
Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. Rich Eisen from Monday Night Football on Westwood One here with a preview of the Seahawks taking on the Saints. Jameis Winston in New Orleans is coming off their bye week, while Geno Smith will be under center for the Seahawks and hoping to lead them to their first home win of the season. Kevin Harlan and Hall of Famer Kurt Warner will have the call on Monday Night Football. Right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Monday, October 25th edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuy and Nick Verzellini, happy to have you with us on this Monday afternoon. Uh, Disappointing game for Washington. Uh, They were in the game. I was watching part of the game. They were in the game. Taylor Heineke went in twice for two touchdowns that were not touchdowns. I don't know. I don't I kind of don't like the quarterback diving rule. If you're a quarterback, you can't dive like you're a receiver diving when you're going to the end zone. To me that doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess Like I could see if you're in the middle of the field, but if you're going to dive into the end zone, they call them down to the half inch yard line. Yeah, I I guess if you're running too, I mean that would make sense that you'd be able to do that. Um, you know, kind of though I mean, quarterbacks get a lot of things that shouldn't be called if you go back to at least how it used to be. So, I don't know. I mean, they're trying to protect the quarterback, which is always a good thing, but sometimes maybe protecting them too much. Yeah, in and that situation. Uh, Heineke, the leading rusher in the whole game, but in the game but in, for Washington as well, 10 carries, 95 yards. Terry McLaurin, seven catches, 122 yards, and a great touchdown to begin the game. And Washington, it was a, it was a 7-7 ball game after the first quarter. And then uh, it was a at halftime, it was a 14-7 game. After the third quarter, it was a 21-7 game. Washington only able to muster up three points in the fourth. Uh, the Packers did as well, so the final score, 21-10. Uh, a little interesting game for your Ravens. It just, I don't know. I thought they were you know, a really good team. But the Bengals are making that division. It's going to be a tight division race. It will be. 41-17 victory for the Ravens. I don't for think the Bengals. Can- count out Cleveland as well I mean Baltimore took the 17-13 lead on their first drive of the third quarter hooking uh, a nice Hollywood Brown touchdown reception in the back of the end zone so I'm sitting there I'm like okay we got a good game here and the Ravens have a good chance to win this thing and then I don't know what happened the defense completely broke down they couldn't make a tackle Lamar was holding on to the ball too long I felt like they never really ran the ball with their running backs, and I don't know if that had to do with Latavius Murray being out and couldn't really establish a ground game. So, you know, Cincinnati, again, it had been five straight losses for the Bengals against the Ravens. 
Uh, the Bengals, though, are obviously getting better. I, I'm i 0-2 when I say the Ravens are going to take care of business. <laughs> I'm just not going to talk about them anymore in terms of win-loss predictions. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Burrow, he, he played well, obviously, and the Ravens couldn't tackle me out there, I think, if I was playing. <laughs> um, the AFC North. The most competitive division in the NFL right now. Only division with every team at least at 500 or better. The Bengals and the Ravens at 5-2. and two. I, The Bengals now have the tiebreaker over the Bengals, or the, over the Ravens, excuse me. The Browns at 4-3 and three on the year. Don't have Baker right now. And the Steelers at 3-3 three and three had a bye this weekend. Uh, the, most, the only team with everybody at or above 500 in their division. Yeah, so I mean, the only other division would be the AFC West at two teams at three and four, right? And then uh, the NFC South has the Panthers at three and four, Falcons three and three, Saints three and two, and obviously the Bucks six and one. Looking at a couple other big games that were kind of shockers in a way. I thought the Chiefs were going to bounce back a little bit, but that defense is just terrible. Twenty and the offense couldn't get going. Uh, Mahomes comes out of the game with a concussion. 27 to set the three loss to the Titans. The Falcons get a win, make themselves 3-3, three and 30-28 three, to 28 victors over the Dolphins. Uh, the Giants get a 25-3 to three victory over the Panthers. Uh, the Raiders get a 33-22 to 22 victory over the Falcons. And and all the turmoil they're under right now with having a fire or having a having Gruden like uh, you know resign and everything they're five and two on the year. Yeah, I mean the AFC West has definitely been pretty shocking this year, and I mean I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs. Yes, their defense is bad, but Mahomes now doesn't even look like the guy that we've seen over the past few years. So they're having a lot of issues, and obviously that's not a good situation for them sitting now what three and four so yeah you know they're trying to make the playoffs and and while the chargers and raiders have kind of already elevated themselves as potential playoff teams uh, you're now third in your division you're struggling and i don't know if they'll have even a chance to make the postseason even though they seem like a lock almost every year now with Mahomes. but I, I could still see them making a run here late because of the talent of their quarterback but i don't That's know if, if they're he, a real you know, if he can come back from this concussion well, I mean, he'll be back eventually. Yeah. At most, he'll be out, you know, two weeks. But obviously, then they could fall to three and six and have to pretty much run the table to get in. Yeah, and another score before we take hit the final break here. Buccaneers 38-3 win over the Bears. Tom Brady, 20 for 36, 211 yards, four touchdowns. First player in NFL history, you get to 600 touchdowns. And I believe Chris Evans gave that touchdown away Mike that Mike Evans gave <laughs> Chris that Evans I was looking at Chris Godwin I was looking at Chris Godwin and then Captain was, America's yeah. out there catching touchdowns um, with Tom Brady <laughs> yeah but uh Mike Evans gave the ball away yeah that was fun. they had to get it from a fan they had to make some negotiations for the fan but uh that ball probably worth a big chunk of money Six. yeah I think all he got was like a signed jersey for it so <laughs> I don't know yeah I don't know either but we have reached our final break of the day this segment sponsored in part by orsini's not just an appliance store anymore cabinets and designer beddings outdoor living family owned and operated at 360 hack wilson way in martinsburg go to orsini's.com we come back we'll we'll wrap things up talk a little wizards basketball maybe some capitals and mlb playoffs now down to the wild the world series excuse me that's next on the sports mix my mind's my 
hot thoughts to bark like ham. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251-360 Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. WBU Medicine is pleased to introduce five new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Dr. Leslie Golden, Orthopedics. Dr. Alexander Bitzer, Orthopedics. Dr. Courtney McQuillan, Obstetrics and Gynecology. Nurse Practitioner Carolyn Gable, Nephrology. And Darwin Castillo, Emergency Medicine. WBU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix. The segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. We will end today uh, just about uh, six minutes left here on the Sports Mix. And uh, we'll talk some, some more... Um, basketball like we did last week it is now a good season so far i'm sorry i'm getting things together i'm getting really confused over here the wizards have uh started the season pretty well yeah two and a ranker to start for washington this year uh and you know they've gotten off to a good start i think a big thing to take away from their last game was bradley beal was out with an injury and they still were able to win still able to put up some points and get good contributions from that depth that they talked about all uh, preseason that they were going to have this year so that's really helping Washington early on in this season to have guys off the bench that can fill in and and while they're maybe not be able to replace Bradley Beal still total up his production and have you know multiple guys that can do that yeah definitely and uh they won the game on a Saturday, Friday, excuse me, Friday in overtime, 35 to 34. And Bertans, the guy with the new contract, got a clutch three for the lead in overtime. Yeah, to your second year into that contract. I don't like Bertans, though, because here, of here, here's the deal. Point. Foul line drive, ball fake, throws back up from Bertans. Bertans, step back three. Oh, it's there! It's there! It's there! A DB3! DC3, 34 seconds left, 134-131, Wizards with the lead. I like that call. Yeah. All right, we had Dave Johnson on last week. We'll probably get him on some more. Here's the call for the win. 0.9 seconds left. 
And they just had a foul to give. They used it. Duarte gets it into Brogdon. Brogdon a three out front. Got it. Whoa. With five tenths of a second left. Wizards inbound it. Didn't win it. The buzzer goes off. And the Wizards get a one-point win in their first game at home in the new season. 135-134. And those highlights are courtesy of Dave Johnson and Glenn Concert of the Washington Wizards Radio Network. Things don't get easy for them. They got the Brooklyn Nets tonight at 7.30. We will not have that broadcast, though. It should be on NBC Sports Washington if you're in the area and want to watch that. But uh, this should be a good one tonight. Even though the Nets are 1-2, and two, they're still a great team. Yeah, they have a lot of talent. They did lose to Charlotte last game, 111-95. So they'll certainly... He'd be looking to bounce back from that. But uh, for Dinwiddie, there's got to be some extra motivation there. Obviously traded uh, from Brooklyn, but kind of choosing to leave this offseason as well. Um, so a little bit of a revenge game for him, I guess. But uh, it, it will be a tough one. And if you want to watch it and you're not in the area, it's on NBA TV as well. So there you go. if you have that, you can tune in. Um, but, yeah, the Wizards, you know, they're day-to-day with Bradley Beal right now, so it's going to be important if he plays. If he doesn't play, I don't see them getting this win because if Rui's still out, uh, you know, it'd be really tough to overcome that with Kevin Durant and that ability of the Brooklyn Nets, even if they've kind of got off to a slow start. And the Cavs played on Saturday. We had that game prior to the WVU game. It got all, I believe, they got the, the whole game got in before. Uh, the Cavs were down 3 nothing. They would go on to score three goals, including this shorthanded goal from Kuznetsov. Turnover here, picked up by Kuznetsov, shorthanded, a shot, he scores! And Kenny Kenny Kuznetsov with a shorthanded goal, and the Capitals are on the board, it's 3-1. And Kuznetsov's come out firing this year. I think he's got now four goals or five goals on the season, and for uh, you know, for everybody, get, including me, getting on him last year when we talked with uh, Andrew Gillis of NBC Sports Washington, he said kind of this was a put up or shut up year for Kuzi, uh, but he's able to you know shorthanded goal from him, but offense coming in numbers this year, and then defenseman Martin Favar- Fav- Favari, I believe is his name, he got his first career goal. Here's the goal. It's back into the right wing, Favari with Ruby scores. And then the captain, Alex Ovechkin, continues to score goals so far on the year, trying to chase Wayne Gretzky's record that he could possibly have in the next three or four seasons. If he continues to play at the level he's been playing, he ties the game up at three. Now a two-on-one coming. It's Ovechkin along the left side. He scores! And that was all the scoring in there came in the second period. Unfortunately, though, Caps unable to score when they in third. Nobody able to score in the third period. Went to overtime, and unfortunately, Calgary scored to take the game 4-3. But the Caps so far on the year doing pretty well. They will play tonight against Ottawa at 7 p.m. We will not have that game either. But let's talk a little MLB. We're now in the uh, World Series. That'll start tomorrow between the Astros and the Braves starting in Houston. Should be a good game. We'll talk a little bit more about it tomorrow, though, Nick. Yeah, I'm looking forward to an interesting series between those two teams. Uh, Obviously, Atlanta finally able to get past the Dodgers, and we'll see what happens in this one. Uh, 
you know, I'll be probably rooting for the Braves that obviously with the Houston situation, I don't think unless you're an Astros fan that you're hoping that they win. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know who to root for because <laughs> uh, the Braves in the NL East and I don't want another World Series to go to the NL East. But uh, that'll do it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. And uh, tonight at 7 p.m., we'll start some more WVU stuff. The Bob Huggins show comes on tonight at 7 from 7 to 9. And then Westwood One's coverage of Monday Night Football. Thanks for tuning in to the show today. 